0: Your source for community, Muskoka-made talk shows are on Muskoka Magazine, The Bay, 88.7. Hey, this is Dr. Shervin. Muskoka Magazine is brought to you by Dairy Lane Dental, keeping Muskoka smiling for over 30 years. Please visit DairyLaneDental.com. This is Arts R Us on The Bay. Good morning and welcome to Arts R Us. I'm Noreen Mitchell. I'm in the studio alone today. Karen Cassian is away. I'm actually not alone, because I have a very nice guest with me here today, Tiffany Monk. Good morning, Tiffany. Good morning, Noreen. So nice to have you. You're quite an accomplished artist, I can tell already, in many disciplines, because I first saw you work at um, the Partners Hall in the Algonquin Theatre as part of Let Us Introduce You, and that was very interesting. What I, the work, I want to come back to that work there, because uh, I really liked it. And more
1: recently, you've been in the Huntsville Public Library. That's right. Yeah. Had some... A show of tapestries in the public library. That's rug hooked. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Have Have
0: you uh, enjoyed your time in Huntsville Public Library? That uh, show because it's coming to an end. Right? It
1: is in a couple of days. It'll be coming down. So, um, but yeah, it's been a wonderful opportunity. Yeah, I attend the library on a regular basis for books, so it's nice to see work there too.
0: <laughs> and how did you find out about the uh, Huntsville Art Society's uh, association with the Huntsville Public
1: Library? Um. Their newsletter, actually. They often put out calls for artists involved in the society to show there and the hospice center as well. So I took the opportunity to do that.
0: It must have felt okay for you because I know that you volunteer now to help Christina McBean to do some installations.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to that opportunity and just helping other artists to put their work up and organizing that situation. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, this isn't your first solo show or is it your first solo show? I mean, it's your first solo show in Huntsville, but have you done solo shows before?
1: Um, I have. It has been quite some time. Um, I think my last solo show was in Vancouver, probably about 15 years ago, (laughs) it's been quite some time. And What kind of work did you show at that time? Uh, It was mostly illustrations at that time and some acrylic paintings. And you've sort of morphed
0: from that uh, moment, uh, but let's go back actually to your beginnings. Uh, Where were you born?
1: Um, I was born in Manitouage, Ontario, actually, so quite far north, <laughs> close to Wawa. There, um, then shortly after that, grew up in Cobalt, Ontario. Oh. Um, went to high school in North Bay, and then I was seventeen. I moved to Toronto on your own. Yeah, oh, wow, <laughs> that was courageous. It was. It was difficult, but it was. Uh, it was a leap of faith. <laughs> and what did you do in terms
0: of art in Toronto?
1: Uh, well, originally when I got there, I was attending the, um, well, I'm going to forget the name of it. It's a an arts program at a high school there. Um, like a, a a dedicated arts program? Yes. Dedicated school? Yes. School of like, the Arts kind of thing? Exactly. Right in downtown or the Annex area. Um, I attended that program. Avenue Road School? Was it? No, it wasn't. No. Avenue. It was, um, oh my gosh, I'm just, It'll come it's escaping you. me. Yes, yeah. it's been <laughs> so long. Um, but I was there for almost a year, um, and then had to make some changes just to um, make a living, basically, right. at that age. And so
0: how did you make a living?
1: Um, I started working, I think, at a, well, originally at a record store in downtown on Queen Street, so I did that for a short period of time, and then I was went back to school. Um, I think at that time it was Humber College. I attended uh, just a general arts program, and then started working as a in a pet shop, pet shop store, <laughs> downtown Toronto. So I did that. Uh, I managed there for about five years. Wow, <laughs> it was a great time.
0: <laughs> and I know that you got into something more interesting in my mind, uh, which was more regular work. I would say as a pathologist assistant. How did yeah. that come about?
1: Yeah. Um, well, that was further down the road. So I did after the pet shop. I did social work um, in Toronto for a while, mostly working with teenagers at risk and then um, I decided to move to Vancouver for a few years and see what that was all about. And there I found a program called Autopsy Technician. And so I did the program and then moved back to Toronto where I was able to get a job as a pathologist assistant. And you did that for quite some time. It was about 10 years I worked in the forensic department there Um, and so yeah, that was quite I know we
0: have a lot of illusions about what that means. <laughs> yes, <laughs> a lot of spell? TV shows. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Too many TV shows. But did, was it interesting work for you? Did you find it fascinating? But was it?
1: Yeah. Also difficult. It, it was difficult in different capacities, but I am. Um, I loved the work. It was very challenging and rewarding. I um, was surprisingly, as odd as this sounds, very really good at it. <laughs> so um, it was sort of. I just found my groove there and, uh, yeah, I can't even begin to explain how much I've learned, what I've seen.
0: Are you still doing that work here?
1: Uh, Unfortunately, no, because there's not the opportunity to do it up here. Um, But I have found work doing similar stuff with a tissue program. So it's called Trillium Gift of Life and they do tissue donation for Ontario.
0: That's terrific. Mm -hmm. Yeah, really interesting work, I would say.
1: Mm -hmm. I think it probably informs what you do as an artist, too. I've definitely taken a lot of inspiration from that work. Um, I have to admit, a lot of it is a little bit darker. So I try not to bring too much of that into the work, but um, you know, just using it as an inspiration and ideas around connection between people, how we treat each other, and what can happen in our lives.
0: I can see that and I'm going to talk about a couple of works in a moment, but
1: have you always been a creative person? I would say I've always tried to be, yes, as a as a child I I loved coloring and spent a lot of time doing that. Um, my mom always encouraged me and my brother to be creative, uh, we would build things, spend a lot of time outside in nature. Uh, so yeah, it's it's been something that's been part of my life for a long time and I went to school hoping to Um, grow with that but I found education art education for me when I was younger specifically was very difficult and and um, it didn't work for me I mean I would have learned a lot more technique had I stuck with it but at the time I made the decision to leave and yet I've continued on with creating so have you been teaching yourself to some degree I would say so yeah I mean most of the time I just get ideas and I just want to learn how to do those things and how to produce them myself. So, And a lot of times the ideas that I come up with, I just try to decide on what medium would best reflect those ideas.
0: So it starts with the ideas. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because I want to talk a bit about those ideas. Um, uh, in terms of what you showed at Let Us Introduce You, that was mostly illustrative kind of ink work, right? On, That's correct. On yeah. paper. What's the importance of white space?
1: Yeah, um, I do love a lot of space in my work. Uh, I think a lot of times the ideas that I come up with and evolve from either color or shape. And um, because I, perhaps without even thinking about it, I I think we live in a very busy, loud world, right? And so when I want to create art, it's trying to be a little bit calmer. I think, in space can really bring that in for me.
0: And yet you might have a sort of element of movement like crash of rhinos, Mm -hmm. which has, uh, you know, uh, definitely energy in it. uh, So, but there's space around it Mm
1: -hmm. and and there,
0: it makes you wonder as a viewer, I think like, what, why, what's Uh going on here? (laughs) Did you have an idea about this? How did that one arrive at?
1: um that was
0: your poster image yeah
1: it was yeah um I had made a few other similar drawings with animals Uh, one was a possum and yeah I I thought especially with animals they're so full of energy in life that that was a way of showing demonstrating that um and the empty space I think is just as important as what is actually taken up and I, I think that in life as well as my art
0: I would say for the other one that I particularly was uh, interested in was used losing you
1: mm, the chairs. Uh,
0: the, <laughs> there's, so there's two, there's three chairs, two chairs together, and at a distance one other chair on the edge is sort of um, a lacy textile, uh, and I know that you're interested in textile, so that drew my attention. Mm-hmm. But the, there's kind of a connection between the two chairs, or at a distance from the other chair, by a kind of an unraveling uh, piece of uh, yarn, I mm-hmm. suppose. And it's called Losing You. Mm-hmm. And I really got a sense of something, someone or somebody who would have sat in that chair being left out or um, choosing to move away. What was the, the image that you wished people to get from that?
1: You mean you've, you've got it right there. Uh, I think it was just a, a comment on relationships in general through life, whether they're friendships, family, uh, romantic relationships that, you know, there comes a time that, occasionally you move away from people, whether it's meant to be or you, like purposeful or just accidental. So, you know, and throughout my life, I've had those moments and it was just a time where I really needed to express that. <laughs>
0: Well, we're going to take a moment now. We're going to take a break and come back and talk more about your art. Maybe we'll talk a bit about rug hooking. Absolutely. (laughs) We'll be right back with Tiffany Monk on Arts R Us. By Muskoka for Muskoka. Your collection of Muskoka-based talk shows. Muskoka Magazine, The Bay, 88.7. I'm Dr. Shervin from Dairy Lane Dental, and you're listening to Muskoka Magazine. This is Arts R Us on The Bay. back on Arts for Us. I'm Noreen Mitchell. I'm pleased to have in the studio with me today Tiffany Monk, a multidisciplinary artist I would describe her as. <laughs> and We were talking about your different techniques and I am interested in this show that was in the Huntsville Public Library and it's uh, rug hooked. How did you come to rug hooking?
1: Um, I think rug hooking started. They're, they're
0: hangings, I might say. They're not yes. actually rugs. Yes,
1: I think they're a little bit too slippery for rugs. <laughs> um, but yeah, I—I I mean, again, my grandmother was always a knitter. I tried to learn from her, but it just never stuck, unfortunately. But I always enjoyed working with my hands with material. So whether it was wool or um, thread, that type of thing, sewing, and uh, you know, it's a—it's quite an older medium. The rug hooking, and uh, I've seen some throughout history, and just the details. Sometimes it's amazingly beautiful, and I love the textile, like the actual. And
0: when feeling you're working with it. wool, it's wonderful, isn't it? Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, when I was when I was younger, I went to Mexico for um, quite some time, and I learned how to weave in Mexico. Um, so working with you know natural wool, learning how to dye it, and traditional weaving there, and it was a life changing experience for me.
0: But the works that you have on display are not your traditional kinds of works, except maybe Pinwheel
1: mm-hmm. as
0: sort of more on that light. But the others all have a message, I would say. I'm thinking about Hustle, which is mm-hmm. a uh, kind of a long uh, luxury car of some sort, maybe late, not late model at all. but uh, and, and the background being arrows sort of in one direction, which makes you feel like there's a hurry. Mm-hmm. But
1: what, what brought Hustle to your mind? Well, that was actually uh, inspired just by the 70s. You know, I was I was born in the late 70s and uh, the imagery from that time has just always really been attractive to me. The colors, the patterns, um, and yeah, I mean, who doesn't love the look of an old car, right? I mean, <laughs> the classic, <laughs> so.
0: There's some other works in there that are also kind of intriguing as well, which are um, uh, Veins. <laughs> mm, yes. Very simple work, yes. very simple work, but I thought, is that informed by your work? <laughs>
1: Yeah, so that was absolutely um hard inspired by uh doing autopsies, but also just in comparison to nature as well. So it's very much involving nature too, like trees and that kind of thing.
0: And I my favorite was please sit.
1: Oh, the chair. Because okay.
0: yes, there's another chair, uh, mm-hmm. very done, very beautifully with shadowing and shading on it, so it looks three dimensional in a way. And in front is kind of a mesh, and it's telling you to please sit, but you can't. Yes. So that was that was that, that tension that you wanted in there.
1: Yeah, that's a that's actually my first tapestry that I ever did um, complete. So uh, you know, that's I've never really thought. Of too much about the meaning of it. I just have always really liked the image of chairs. <laughs> oh, yeah. I know, I like them
0: myself, but, uh, but this one is making me, okay, like when you go to a museum or something and they have the the thread mm-hmm. across the chair and it's an ancient chair so you can't sit on it. So, mm-hmm. You know, but you want to because the chair invites you to sit. And Absolutely. You, but you can't. There's this tension. Kind of. And I
1: guess there's, a, in regards to art in general in that way, is that there's always sort of this idea that, you know, it's off limits, you can't touch it. And I really tried to move against that especially Mm -hmm. with textile art because as much as it can be fragile sometimes it's to me it's meant to be touched and and felt um so you know being invited to do that i think is a nice opportunity
0: and there's one final piece or actually it's the piece that's next to your biography and it's um a a cloth tapestry with a little animal a kind of a
1: mousy it's a jerboa what what is it a jerboa. (laughs) <laughs> yes.
0: Is that a real animal?
1: It is actually. They're like little mice, but they can jump like 10 feet high from well, the ground. They're amazing. it has They're long
0: amazing. feet and big ears, and, but it's entirely beaded. Yes. So, this is a new kind of uh, technique that you're doing. Mm-hmm. You work, could you talk a bit about this?
1: Yeah. So, beading, I started doing, well, oh, it's been a little while. I used to, I've done some work with another person where they did paintings, and then I would add beads to the work. <clears throat> excuse me, and um, it sort of developed from there. And again, it's a very meticulous type of work, but I find it very meditative, which I love. <laughs> and um, I actually had a question. Do you mm-hmm. find it meditative? <laughs> I absolutely, absolutely do. Um, and I don't know what it is, is I think at the end of it, when I've completed it, I just, I love touching it. I think the textile um, like part of it is just very relaxing for me.
0: Well, it's certainly um, impressive as uh, when you consider the amount of work on it as well. And I've seen some other works and you're working towards a show at the end of this year in Partners Hall. You have That's been right. confirmed as the December artist, mm-hmm. I'm happy to say. And will they mostly be beaded works at that
1: time? Yes. So they were going to be, there'll be all beaded works and maybe a couple of sculptures that involve beads as well. That's so interesting.
0: Before that, though, your next show, right almost right away in April, is the one at uh, you're participating with the Huntsville Art Society, other members at the Canada Summit Center Atrium, Art Atrium. And this is a different kind of spaces to show in as well, for sure. But you've picked a different medium altogether.
1: (laughs) Um, (laughs) Could you talk about that, please? Yeah. So for that show, there'll be two acrylic pieces, um, and they're very colorful. And strong images of hands.
0: And they remind me very much of the graphics of the 70s. Hmm. I actually I remember taking a piece of uh, fabric that had a graphic on it and felt and framing it and hanging it on a wall. with sort of harvest colors. And that was one of our early pieces of art, you know. Lovely. And so it very much reminded me of this, uh, you know, sort of thing. But it, also it has, again, evo- evokes a, a thought or a meaning and one that's called war. Mm-hmm and the other one called Promises. So I, I want to see them, but Promises I really could see because you had the hands, which are ink. Are they ink or are they? They're paint. It's just acrylic paint. paint. Oh, well, you're very, very dexterous with the <laughs> small, fine line. Anyway, beautiful hands connected and holding each other. That one I could I get, but I didn't understand war.
1: Yeah, so that's an image. It wasn't complete at the time, but it's complete now, and it's um, two hands in a thumb war. Oh, I see. Yeah. Oh, my God.
0: <laughs> I'll, be make, I'll make sure to go over there and look at them when they're hot after <laughs> April 4th. Yeah, yeah. Excellent. That's wonderful. Oh, have you been inspired other artists on your journey in art?
1: I mean, uh, I can't even begin to start. I was very in- inspired by Picasso when I was younger. Um, his Cubism period was something that was very striking to me. Um, and also, uh, lots of what's the word I'm looking for? Um, print. Printmaking was also very inspirational for me, um, but lately, I think, yeah, just very detailed work, um, like when it comes to painting or beading or um, any type of work, very simple, but Well, pen and detailed. ink is
0: also very detailed as well for mm-hmm. you.
1: I, I think it shows a
0: lot of powers of observation.
1: Yeah. And it's interesting. I find like I'm always drawn to very detailed stuff and, and, but I find it for my work, it ends up being simplified quite a bit. So I try to portray an idea, but sim- very simplified version of that.
0: So do you have some place you can work like a studio?
1: I do. I've actually built my own studio uh, where I live in Katrine and that's where I create my work.
0: And your studio has an unusual name.
1: Yeah, I decided to name it Liminal Studios um, just because it's I always feel like I'm sort of in between something or other moving from one medium of art or one job, that kind of thing, into another. I've actually moved a lot throughout my life, so it's kind of it all makes sense to me in that way.
0: I thought that might be where, what it meant. Yeah. I, I had to actually look up the word. I saw it used many times but never really understood. It, it sort of could be at the edges as well of things mm-hmm. or in the, a transition between things. So mm-hmm. it's a very useful name, very good name for a studio. I
1: would yeah, say. I, I really, it really spoke to me when I saw it a few times and I just, it stuck with me and I thought, well, I like that, you know.
0: What are you working on in your studio at present?
1: Um, well, I'll be studying a couple of sculptures uh coming up uh, what
0: do you mean by sculpture like small form things yes uh, okay. So
1: very small sculptures um just using clay uh nothing too technical be nice to be able to use like a, a kiln and that kind of thing but i don't have <laughs> that yet um but yeah very small sculptures i just paint them after and melt them so yeah so that's kind of the next project other than finishing some beadwork for the mm-hmm. show This year,
0: And your beadwork will be
1: on, they will be hangings? That's correct. Yeah. And what do you use as your back, uh,
0: your substrate kind of thing?
1: Well, I just hang them off um, doweling, dowels. Um, They're very rough edges, as I don't know if you've seen any, but um, they're very incomplete in regards to framing. But, and I've, you know, a lot of people have suggested I should frame them and that would look more professional, but there's something that speaks to me about sort of just leaving things raw. Mm -hmm. You know, um, so I, I'm, I'm just going to stick with that, I think.
0: (laughs) Uh, So we know about your show in December. Will you also apply to the June member show?
1: Oh, absolutely. And Any maybe, put your name, maybe
0: put your name out for Art Crawl in June as yeah, well. Yeah, I know. Festival I've, of the
1: Arts. Yes, I've <laughs> been here. I've been seeing a little bit about that. So I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about that as well. I think
0: you've been making a deliberate effort to be out there this year with, with Let Us Introduce You. I feel like you're being introduced to Huntsville and the art world here. Uh, is that intentional?
1: Yeah, I've definitely, I moved up here a few years ago with the intention of, focusing more on my artwork and it just hasn't quite happened yet, um, due to other responsibilities, but this year I decided to just take that time, you know, and make the effort to really try to progress as an artist.
0: Has your art been a good, um, balance with your
1: working life? Oh, your- uh, absolutely. And it's necessary for me.
0: <laughs> 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 yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, I think people should s- pay attention i think you have a voice i think you have things your thoughts coming out across uh, through your art
1: i think that's what people is that what you intend for a viewer to i mean you know communicating is always sort of i think at the at the heart of art and any kind of art um so of course that's that's what i would like to do um and it's always lovely to hear if people enjoy my work whether it's just visual or if in deeper meaning for them but um yeah that's that's the goal
0: is there a way where people can find out more about your work? I guess they can go to the art atrium.
1: They can. And um, I, I know I don't really have much of a social media presence at this time. I'm working on it, uh, but and I'm also very open to people visiting my studio up in Katrine. Oh, um, well, yeah, that's where we are now with that. <laughs> OK,
0: we'll look for for more from you. Thank you very much for coming in, Tiffany. Oh, Thank you so much. Us.
1: It was a pleasure.
0: going to do the events without Karen today and uh, I will try and do a good job with both the performing arts and the visual arts in Huntsville, Muskoka area. Um, I'm just first going to start about April 5th. Actually, this, uh, this announcement is as of air date, April 2nd, 2023. But on April 5th, we have the YWCA fundraiser called She Talks Muskoka, an evening with Anna Maria Tremonti. And this is a really important fundraiser for the YWCA because they don't have any core funding. So I recommend that people go and listen to an abil- abilus- <laughs> absolute fabulous <laughs> um, interviewer, Anna Maria Tremonti. On Friday, April 7th, Muskoka Rock Choir, Hope Springs Eternal, is performing the beginning one concert in Huntsville and one in Brace Ridge. This is 80 voices choir. I think that'll be a very interesting thing as well the ACDC show is on at the theater on Saturday, April 15th. I personally will look at, be looking forward to real Alternatives showing of the movie I like movies on Monday, April 17th. Huntsville Festival of the Arts is uh sort of wrapping up its winter season with Jesse Cook, uh, Winter into Spring at the on Saturday, April 2nd, 22nd rather. I have my ticket for that. Uh absolutely fabulous guitarist. And soon the Huntsville Festival of the Arts will be launching its summer season. Uh, look for that. Uh, the Huntsville Theatre Company has a movement workshop at More Than Just Art on Monday, April 24th. They're doing What's on Tap Fiesta Latina, a canvas brewing on Saturday, April 15th. And an interesting thing, uh, this is another uh, nice collaboration with Huntsville Public Library. Huntsville Theatre Company is presenting Great Gatsby, It's Murder. It's a 1920s murder mystery, an interactive one. And Dressing Up is Encouraged <laughs> on Saturday, April 29th. And I would say don't forget... Um, uh, more than just art for art classes, but I'm also going to talk a little bit about what's happening in the art world. We know that currently on on uh, view is um, ten- Extensions of Light, and these are works by Carolyn Butson, and her show uh, goes from March 30th to April 26th. The opening reception is on April 1st, so that's open to the public. And I I mentioned, and I'm going to repeat what I was talking about earlier, which is Colors of Our Soul. This is the show of the Huntsville Art Society in the Art Atrium and the Canada Summit Centre. And it's on until July the 4th. Uh, At Chapel Gallery, of course, they have their life drawing classes every Thursday. And they have, on Tuesday evenings, um, portrait drawing. So please check out Muskoka Arts and Crafts and look for their spring show. And lastly, I'm going to talk about the poetry workshop presented at the Chapel Gallery uh, in cooperation with Muskoka Arts and Crafts. It's Sarah Rogers who's doing this little workshop, she's already been on doing workshops for them for writing. So and that takes place on April 22nd at one o'clock till four o'clock. So there's lots to do, and there'll be more to do as the season turns into spring and summer. And I just want to say there's only one Hunters Bay Radio. We are Muskoka.